Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Harrison. We are talking about what to do if you're ever in a situation that you will need survival skills to live. Some of the things we are talking about are what you need and what you should expect. Some basic items you will need to survive in the wilderness are fire, shelter, food, and most important, water. A good tip, if you don't know, you can only survive three days without water and three weeks without food. All those are the most important things to know while in the bush. Some things to bring into the bush with you if you plan on staying a night or two are a fire starting kit that would contain a lighter, some flint and steel, and an axe for wood. And a knife that would make you shelters, get food, a map and a compass so you don't get lost. First aid kit, a saw for wood, proper clothing such as warm and strong clothes, an emergency whistle, cords for hunting, fishing, making shelters, and other things. Water or a water filtration. Torches could be made from birch on a stick and lit on fire. And the most important thing to know is where to go, how to be safe, and how to live with good physical fitness and strength. If you're ever in the bush without anything, expect not to eat for a while. And your best bet is to find water because you live three weeks with no food and three days with no water. Two tips on how to survive are number one, find water immediately. Water is the first thing you should think of in the bush. And if you don't drink water for two days, it won't be fatal, but you will have some side effects. Some of them are a throbbing headache, dry mouth, and fatigue. The second tip is if you have a knife, then you could grab a stick that is fairly big, cut a line down the middle of it, and put as much bark in it as possible. Start it on fire, and you could use it for a signal for ongoing airplanes, helicopters, or bush planes. Hey guys, it's Harrison, and today for our podcast, we're going to be asking continuous questions to each other about the bush, and hopefully we can answer some of your guys' questions. See you guys. So Harrison, my first question to you is, what's the simplest type of structure you can make? Well, if I was stranded in the bush, and I only had a blanket and some rope, and maybe a fire, I would look around for a tree, and I would look for a three-foot branch, and I would throw over some rope and tie it around the base of the tree, and then I would stab it right down in in the ground, and then I would make the rope really tight so I can fit under the rope, and I can walk clean through it so it's tall enough. And then after I'd done that, I would throw over a tarp right over 
and I would hide it down, put some rocks over it, so then I can get coverage from the rain, and I can have a shield from lots of other stuff, debris and stuff. And then in the middle of the fire and my hut that I just made, I would put a fire. And the fire can't be too close, or that'll be bad, really bad. And so I can absorb heat with the tarp, and the heat goes through the tarp, and I can stay warm. So Harrison, my second question to you is, what's the simplest knot to make with a very little supply of rope? Well, Jacob, if you didn't have a lot of supply of rope, the bowline knot is a very good knot. It is used to create a loop on the end of a line. This knot's really easy to undo, and if the loop has been under tension, which makes it ideal to conserve cord and rope, for an example, how to tie a bowline knot. So you make a little loop, like a roller coaster loop, and then you swing the excess rope around, you put it through the hole, and then you go around the base knot, the base uh, string, and then you tie it really tight, and then you put it over the object that you want, and you pull. And it's a really good knot. You should do it. Make it. Yeah. And another knot that is really good is called an amber knot. An amber knot is generally used for securing line to a cylinder, like a spool or fishing reel, but can be easily used to secure compressible objects like blankets and tents because it employs a tag with it to stop it, but does not slip under tension unless the tag end is used to loosen the knot. It has also been the Canadian called the Canadian jam knot when used for these purposes. To tie an amber knot, bring the running end around your cylinder and tie an overhead knot around the standing part. Make another overhead knot close to the first and cut the end so it's fairly short. This will keep the end of the tie getting rid of mixed up and keep the rest of your rope or cordage as it would a normal knot. I'm talking about what a lean-to is. A lean-to is a simple type of structure you can make if necessary. A lean-to is used to block any wind or whatever's coming at you. If the weather is okay, you can make a lean-to. Style shelter is the best. You can make a lean-to by lashing a simple cross pole between trees. And several more saplings at an 85 degree angle to the ground on one side. Then the wave and the horizontal vines or cuttings. Once this is accomplished, waterproof the lean to by adding more cuttings from the bottom to the top. Layering them always with, will be changed anyway from the shelter. If any cuttings are placed as they go, 
Water will collect toward the joints and run down into the shelter. Avoid branches and catch water or rain and drip inside the shelter. Hey Jacob, how do you clean a fish? Because I just caught a fish and I don't know how to clean it. Well, the best way to clean the fish is to grab it by the first fin. Hold the fin up, grab your knife, cut about halfway down. And then you just go straight. You'll feel a bone. You just keep on going straight out with your knife. And then you go about to the tail. And then right when you hit the tail, you flip it. And then you can cut the meat off of it. And then after that, you could either cook your meat or save it for later. And yeah, that's how you clean a fish. Well, Jacob, now that we know how to clean a fish, how do we dry it? Well, drying removes moisture from the meat and makes it available for consumption later on a trip or on the trail. The key is to cut the meat as thin as possible so that the process happens quickly. You can dry meat by suspending it over a fire with low heat for a period of time until the meat cracks. When bent like jerky, or you can sun dry the meat on a flat or rock. If a full hot sun is available, rotate the meat from side to side until dry. How long the drying process will be depends on the fish size and how thick or thin it is. The meat is cut, but generally, it's seven, several hours to a day. So if you're ever in need of fish, the best way to do it is probably with a spear. How to make a spear? You just grab some rock, put it, like grab some rope, tie it around on a pretty decent sized stick, and then you could use it, go near some water, and then you could chuck it at fish and uh, kill them, and then you could get some meat. Or you could try and make a fishing rod, which is pretty hard, but it's definitely possible. So what you gotta do is you gotta grab a simple wooden pole, some line or cordage, and a hook scavenged or carved from natural materials, or fash joined from materials you've brought with you into the woods. To create a fishing rod, hooks like traps or nets must be sized towards the indent fish to be caught. Well, Harrison, my next question is, what's the best way to skin a rabbit? Well, skinning a rabbit may seem scary and hard, but all you need is a knife, and some experience because first time is not always a charm. You may mess up a couple times, but that's okay. Step one, you make a slit at the barrier by the anus, by the tail, and you make a cut just around the back paws and then the front paws because you don't want to eat the paws and the nails and whatever they stepped in. So make a slit around the throat and the back of the head on top of the neck 
don't get their ears and don't get their eyes and don't cut the throat. You just cut it and pull all the skin off. And then as soon as you have the paws and the back paws, you just cut them off and then you cut the head off and you can skin it and you can eat the meat. How would you skin a bird? Well, skinning a field game bird is pretty easy. Removing or plucking the feathers off the bird in the wild can be a time-consuming process. But you are better off skinning the bird as you would a mammal. Main thing to remember is with birds are so empty to crop a pouch in the base of the throat with a food held prior to digestion. This will usually contain dry seeds such as seasoned feelings. For an example, how to field dress a game bird. You make a slit at the throat and the two wings and the belly and the back paws. Claws. And you make a slit there and you just pluck all the feathers out and you cut the skin off because wild chickens partridges, or turkeys, their skin does not taste good. Tastes like sand. And the more feathers you pluck off, the better it'll taste. And then you put the breasts of the chicken, turkey, partridge, or whatever you got, and put it on the fire. It'll taste amazing. Hey, Jacob, what is foraging? Foraging is what you do when you have harvest plants from a landscape. They can be fruits, nuts, berries, or other plants. You can consume them as food. It is a wonderful feeling being able to understand which plants will make a fresh salad, others that will pro provide as seasoning for meat, and even some that will be made into a flour substance for making flatbreads. Part of the construction to the land bushcrafters and stirring for individuals using all of its resources to our advantage, including its ability to provide food. Some plants that are edible are the autumn, the autumn olive, black walnut trees, black walnuts, burdock plant, cactiles, burdock harvest, cactail roots and shorts, cherry, choke cherry, dandelion root, elderberry, field ferns, hickory nuts, High bush canabries, pawpaw, mulberry, peppergrass, rams, raspberries, red pine nuts and shell, sage horn sumac, swamp violets, watercress, oak corns, oak acorns, I meant to say, wild grapes wild lettuce, wild onion, wild strawberries, winter crease, 
Wood Sorrel and Honeysuckle, the Queen of Melido, Milkweed, and that's all. Uh, thank you for sticking around to the end. Uh, and if this podcast gets at least 20 views, we may make another one. So just tell all your friends about it. And yeah, bye.